the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Just in case you need another shot in the arm and more enthusiasm, rolling through town is the great Lou Holtz. Coach, it is such an honor to talk to you. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, Chris, thank you for having me. It's really my pleasure. I've heard so many positive things about you and your show in the morning, and uh, thanks for having me. Well, it's an honor. I am, um, I'm really honored now knowing that you have uh, been designated with such a high honor yourself, which is the, uh, the Presidential Medal of Free- Freedom. Uh, what a, first of all, I have to say, when I heard you were receiving that, I've had the privilege of meeting you and, and hearing you speak once before. Uh, it, there's just no finer or more deserving an American. I'm so happy for you. That must be must be so exciting. Well, thank you. I, I'm really humbled and honored. When he called, the first thing I asked was his political. He said no, and he went over all the letters of recommendation from Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, and on and on. You did this for the military. You did this for the Hobart. I said, what took you so long? But I'm very, very humbled. The bad news is that they postponed the event because it was due to happen on October 5th, but he came down with COVID. That's the bad news. The good news is they did they did uh, cancel it. So I guess it will happen sometime. Well, yeah, and that's – where do you – you know what, Coach, you are um... – you're probably one of the best people to answer this question. I talk a lot about COVID because obviously it's uh, all consuming in the news these days. Where do you put this in your mind when you when you talk about COVID and, and people I, look, there just are people that are on edge. They're nervous about COVID. And, and the president has consistently said after he got it, don't let it rule your life. I know you to be a deeply spiritual guy. I think you share my point of view. But where are you with coronavirus? You're a man of a certain age. Are you scared of it? No, not at all. And here's what I say. Please, please don't keep me alive by preventing me from living. I'm an old man. My birthday candles used to cost more than a cake, but that's not the case anymore because it takes two cakes to get all my (laughs) candles on the pot. There was a time where I rode in the back of a truck. We rode the car without a seat belt. I rode a bicycle without a helmet. Everybody in the neighborhood had a BB gun. We shot at one another. But what made this country great was your choice. You had your freedom and you to choose whatever you want to do, but you also had to suffer the ramifications of it. Yes, this is very dangerous, particularly for certain people, elderly people, respiratory people, diabetic, overweight people. But young people, the death rate for young people is minimal. And I'm not anybody that dies is everybody's life is important. Don't get me wrong on that. But there have been like 400 positive cases in college athletics so far. Not one's been hospitalized. Uh, Bobby Bowden, he's 91 years of age. He spends two days in the hospital. He's out. President Trump has it. I mean, it isn't terminal for most people when you go look at it. And so we shut down the whole country. You have to also look at what are the ramifications. 
leaders always look at it and say, okay, as a coach, I had to look at it from a player's point of view. I had to look at it from a coach's point of view. You've got to look at it both. That's what leaders do. You have to look at the ramifications. Look at the suicidal rate. You look at the economy. You look at the depression. You look at welfare. It goes on and on, whereas doctors just look at it as life or death for one person. So I, I think it, uh, it was it's a lady in charge of education in Los Angeles said, we'll look at opening up the schools a day after the election. What in the world does that have to do with anything? And what bothers me, this might be more political than anything. Lou Holtz joins us, legendary Notre Dame football coach. And it's funny, you know, I I guess because you have become such an outspoken advocate. I mean, you came through Philadelphia uh, with Catholics for Trump, with Eric Trump, uh, the president's son. I, I guess with that, you're certainly no stranger to criticism. You were criticized when you coached, and you'll certainly be criticized for wading into politics from even your uh, your old stomping grounds. A couple of headlines from uh, late in August. Notre Dame disavows ex-coach Lou Holtz for his comment. Uh, another column, Lou Holtz risks estrangement from Notre Dame. Uh, what do you feel about Notre Dame and some of the folks there upset with you? Notre Dame is a beautiful place. I have three of our four children graduated from there. I spent 11 years there. It's beautiful. I can't say anything negative about Notre Dame. But when I come out and I'm against abortion and that's what I'm criticized for, I'll stand it. See, this is the thing. This isn't about me. I, I don't want to get involved with it, but I want to tell you, I'm not going to be silenced. I'm not going to be intimidated. And when you come out and you say something's against the left, then they're going to do everything they can to destroy you, to silence you, and things along that line. You look at it all the way down the line. As Rush Limbaugh told me many years ago, if you're an effective speaker and you speak out against something the left opposes, they'll do everything they can to destroy you. But I, I'm not going to be silenced because I think it's far too important that, that uh, life's a matter of choice. If people say to me, well, I don't like the way he tweets, I'll say to him, okay, I understand that. Now, how did that affect your life? Well, it really didn't affect my life. Well, how about his policies, the policies he made uh, that does affect it? Here, here's a guy who's very much uh, the most pres- presidential individual I've ever seen against abortion. My oldest granddaughter was adopted at birth. My oldest daughter could not have any children. She's now 27. She graduated from Houston, graduated from law school, passed the Texas law bar exam, and is five months pregnant. You don't want to have a child because you can't afford it. I understand it. You don't want to have a child because it's inconvenient. I understand. But let somebody else adopt it. And, and Catholics, in many ways, are under attack. They make no mistake about it. So I am going to speak up. I'm not going to be silenced. And if you disagree with me, fine. That, that's what I'm saying. Let, let's have a discussion. But no, you can't have a discussion with radical people that don't want to hear anything you have to say. And when you're absolutely bad, you're wrong, and we're going to silence you and destroy you, be it, go at it. You know, I, I'm so old now that i got to tell you, uh, a life sentence for murder doesn't really scare me. You know, I might have been age 40, but not, not at my age. Hey, Coach, do you, uh, you, now that you've been around uh, all facets of sport, from college to pros to the broadcast scene, uh, you have many friends uh, at all levels of sport, but like everything, it's been super politicized, hijacked by politics. Was that inevitable? Does that break your heart? And will it ever go back? Or is it just the genie's out of the bottle and that's where we are? 
I, I think it will go back eventually. Uh, yeah, it does break my heart. You know, for my father, five years, from age 7 to 12, I did not know my father because he was in the Pacific fighting for this country. I've been to Normandy. I, I, I look at the sacrifice people made. I was an officer in the Army. I visited troops all over the world. I understand the sacrifice they and their family made. And, and when you have people that, that don't have any respect for our flag or our national anthem, you know, that, that bothers me. But when I was coaching, I always told our football team at the first meeting, we will not use this football team to promote anything other than this university. We aren't going to use it to promote any cause. Now, if you want to do that on your own, God bless you. I support you. You can promote any cause you want, but you aren't going to use this football team to do that. I feel the same way with a, with a professional team. Uh, you know, we're doing this to promote the city, but if you want to do your own cause, that's great, but let's not use our team in order to do that. And Coach, I have to say, uh, as, as a Christian, as a fellow Christian, I thank you so much for your testimony and your, 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 your brave and noble stance for the Lord. Thank you so much for all you do, Coach. Thank you for having me, Chris, and good luck to you. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. In the midst of all the sound and fury of the campaign, you may not have noticed that Democrats have entirely abandoned one of their favorite issues of the past two decades. In 2020, you hear nothing about campaign finance reform or longstanding liberal hopes of limiting citizens and companies in supporting their favorite causes. As recently as 2012, Obama, Hillary, and other prominent liberals spoke of amending the Constitution to strike down the Citizens United case that made it easier for corporations to participate in ongoing public debates. Why have Democrats dropped that point of view? Because Joe Biden has uncorked a gusher of money, breaking all records, outspending Trump by more than three to one on TV ads in key swing states. Four years ago, Hillary also outspent Trump, but lost the election. Biden's runaway spending should strip Democrats of any ongoing ability to attack their opponents for trying to buy elections. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.